and welcome to episode 109 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. Yeah, last week I thought it was 109, but I was wrong. Today's 109. <laughs> Good job. Great So, yeah, thank you. We got so it's labeled 109 on Spotify? No, it's labeled 108. It was after we recorded that I realized it was wrong. Nice. And, but Ty still said 109 in the intro because that's what was in the Zencaster title. So... And Ty's not here this week. We only got Martin, Luke, and Eric here, and we'll be talking about uh, some a little bit of controversy. I feel like this conversation comes up every single year, but the yeah. conversation around the extra points, should they get more points for regulation wins? I know Florida has been like killing it because of their three-on-three uh, overtime wins. And then there was a tweet by Ken Campbell about uh, the controversy around banning Russian players versus banning U.S. players during a certain invasion into a certain country that we can talk about. Uh, Stamkos hitting 100 points. And then we'll talk a few other things maybe later on. Austin Matthews hitting 60 goals. Um, McDavid being slightly better defensively. Interesting. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple, visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. I think I think we could talk literally about how much... We could talk about the Oilers quite a bit, and just how much of a, I think, discredit since Woodcroft or whatever, I think it's Woodcroft, right? Yeah. The coach, Ever since yeah. he's come in, like how much Dave Tippett sucks as a coach. Yeah. <laughs> because there's really no excuse for how good they've been. Like they've changed their advanced analytics. Are yeah. Like almost their like expected a goals against, expected goals for, everything's improved. And obviously they were on like a bit of a, they were a little unlucky with shooting. Yeah. And they were a little unlucky with goaltending, but like everything's improved. Yeah, everything's improved. I think we could talk a little bit about that too. But it also um, could be, I mean, we'll start with that and then we'll go to everything else. But it could also be, you know, the new coach bump that happens yeah. with a lot of teams. And then next year he just does. Because I think Dave Tippett came in and their numbers improved a bit uh, originally. Yeah. And then cratered back down again. So it could just be the new coach. Everyone's trying could to Could be that they're getting goaltending. Yeah, getting goaltending. Maybe they're a bit more confident because of it. That sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, I think it's. I, I've been thinking about it, and I just forgot to mention it last week. But like, I think it is a more of a discredit to Tippett than anything else. And I don't know. Like, I don't watch Oilers games, but it seems from what I've seen from like Jay Fresh and some other people that clip it together games, it seems more of like a systems change than anything else. Like, and that's a coaching thing. Yeah. So. I would argue that, I mean, yeah, the coaching bump probably helps, but the fact that they did it in season, in a jam-packed season, like a season that many coaches have talked about, there not being many practices and, and whatnot, I, I think it's pretty impressive what he's done um, and deserves some to, credit. To add to that, McDavid, I think, deserves some credit because, it, you know, if you look at, all again, all the analytics, his defensive numbers have improved, like, dramatically. 
Like, yeah. You know, if you look at the everyone who listens to this podcast knows like the evolving hockey charts, and it usually you know the goal expected goals against is like three standard deviations of red below everyone else in the league. And recently it's been closer to one, which means he's been better than average defensively this season specifically. Yeah. So that's quite a turnaround. So I, th- and I don't think he's going to get credit for that in the playoffs that they lose. I think everyone's going to talk about his defensive game and how it's not good. And that's the reason the Oilers aren't going to win the playoffs or whatever. But if they do win, I think everyone's going to talk about how def- how uh, Connor McDavid had his like Stevie Y moment and kind of uh, like you know turned into a defensive god all of a sudden and that's why the Oilers won a series. So it's just gonna it's just gonna the narrative is just gonna change depending on if the Oilers win a playoff series or not. The win if they yeah. win, everyone's gonna say McDavid was great defensively. If they lose, they're gonna and they're gonna say that McDavid sucks defensively and that's why they lost. Depending I don't know how goalie they get. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't Mc, think people, people aren't going to blame get... it on the goalie, though. I think they'll blame it on McDavid at this point. I think McDavid gets a huge leash of blame in Edmonton and everywhere else. I mean, I think he gets. It, a I, I just leash. saw this Longer leash come across my screen. Okay, guess the point lead McDavid has over the last five years, ahead of everyone else. How uh, many points do you think? Eighty. Close, Martin. Uh. 85. Uh, no, 50. But oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, not, 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 not 50, 70. Sorry, okay. 70. Sorry, not almost 50. So almost <laughs> exactly 70 points difference. Bet- actually, exactly 70 points difference. Guess who's second behind McDavid, though? Matthews. Kucherov. Mm, Dreisaitl. Oh. Kucherov missed a whole season, remember? So oh, he, right. He, yeah, yeah. He, you take him out of the running kind of immediately. But Dreisaitl second with 478. And then the difference between Dreisaitl and number three is McKinnon. And there's a 30-point gap. Which isn't... So nice. th- those are the gaps. It's 70 points to Dreisaitl and another 30 to... Or 20 to uh, make McKinnon. And then it's another yeah, 20 What's to the even strength McKinnon. point gap? That's a it's good probably question. Like, it's probably like five. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, you're, you're not, probably not that drastic. Wrong. But, but at the same time... All the guys at the top pile up power play points. Uh, yeah. McKinnon on Colorado's power play piles them up. Patrick Kane, I mean it's Patrick Kane. Like you know he he's gonna he plays like four minutes a game on the power play in uh, Chicago. Brad Marchand, Boston's power play, lighting it up. So like all all those guys rely heavily on power play points. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fair. I don't. It's Marner's the, nine and Matthews is ten. For anyone wondering. Yeah, I I feel like Matthews and Marner that this year is like the first year I think that they're like quite a bit above a point per game average. I don't think from what yeah, I they're can usually remember, around least, like ninety points. Yeah, they're usually around like ninety. That. Like this is the first year where you could Dude, call they've them really blown dominant. It out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But over the last five years, they've been consistent, which is why they're so high up. You know, Kucherov would be top five probably if he didn't spend one and a half seasons gone. Right? Yeah, so there's he's got like, like 65 points in 44 games this year. Yeah. So like, that, that's a 120 point pace almost. Yeah, Do we exactly. like this better? I definitely like that. There's so many players over 100 points. Like this is way more yeah. fun to me. This is way better. Mm-hmm. I hope I they mean, don't yeah. do anything to like fuck it up. 
Well, I I was looking at all the um the numbers on exactly why the goal scoring has gone up, and it's not more shots. It's not there hasn't been more shots than normal. Yeah, there's no more shots than normal. The only difference is I think teams are getting better shots off. That's basically it. So the uh, yeah. I think they've I think teams have migrated away a little bit more from point shots towards maybe slot chances, outer slot chances, those sort of things, which have a, obviously a higher chance of going in. And Was the goaltending. Well, Finally, that's advanced cool. analytics, but then also goaltending has been slightly worse too, yeah. even yeah. accounting for the slot shot selection. So I, I don't know if that's just randomness or players getting better or what what it is. I don't think anyone has good right because answer. price wasn't price yeah, didn't play it's, it's all because year. price didn't play so therefore the entire <laughs> league average. Dude, people are actually saying that though. I saw, I'm not even kidding. I saw the comments and there were people like, "Oh, price uh, wasn't playing and Tukarask was, you know, retired and all this stuff and that's the reason why all these averages for the entire league dropped that much." It isn't a huge drop though. It's like 909 versus 910 or something like that. Or like yeah. 908 versus 909 or something. Like it's a small difference, but that difference over thousands and thousands of shots is, you know, actually quite a few extra goals that are going in, right? Yeah. So. I like it. I, I think it's entertaining. I think it's fun that scoring's up. And I don't know. I, I always, man, Anthony Stewart, whenever he talks, it's the <laughs> worst thing. I wish he never opened his mouth, but he was talking on um, Hockey Night in Canada the other day about how like, Oh, in the playoffs, the defensive teams win, and I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up! Like, no. you need, you always need to score more goals. And if you, you look at it, in. the teams that have won over the last decade are some of the higher scoring teams, almost every yeah. time without fail. And there was actually a really good piece I read. Without, yeah, sorry, I really, I read a good piece. I think it was in the score. I mean, it wasn't a long one, but it was about the St. Louis Blues, about how yeah. they've shifted from like a really physical team that they were four years ago, even when they won the cup to now being like a very high skill, high scoring team. Yeah. Robert and Thomas, like they're, they're averaging five goals over their last 16 games or something like that. Like, yeah, it, it it's not a physical, like the defense still matters. Don't get me wrong, but most of the time it is relying on a goalie to carry you or at least stop more goals than expected than it is about defense. Just ask Martin. He he drafted. What, was it Jordan Cairo? You drafted Martin in our fantasy league, and he's killed it, right? Like absolutely dominated. So yeah, there's that. Anyways, moving on from that for a second. Uh, Ken Campbell. This is <laughs> this is this is a beefy topic, and I think Luke will like it. So I think we've talked I, about I it a little it. bit before. Yeah, I I think so too. But th- this is good. So Ken Campbell, uh, formerly of the Hockey News. And now I think he just runs his own new newsletter on Substack. Yeah, on Substack. Yeah. So he tweeted out, "That's strange. I must have missed it when the Canadian Hockey League banned U.S.-born players from being drafted into junior hockey in 2003 over their country's immoral and intellectually dishonest invasion of Iraq." And then just dropped the mic, literally. And it has it. It was posted a couple hours ago, and it has. 170 retweets and 1500 likes give or take so you know it's go- it's starting to go kind of viral uh he's obviously posting this in reference to the uh the chl banning russian players or russian kids from being eligible to be drafted into junior hockey because of russia's invasion of ukraine 
we don't need to talk about the invasion or anything like that from uh, you know it doesn't have to be from a political standpoint but it is interesting considering every news agency has talked about that for the last month and a half yeah but <laughs> it is he he i think he's making a good point which is that well first off it's not some 16 year old's fault that his country's leader it's a good point um I mean, if you're getting dropped from the ECHL, what, you're 15 years old, right? 16, yeah. 15, 16 years old. So it's not their fault that their uh, president invaded the Ukraine. They don't have anything to do with it. Having said that now, there's probably a bunch of them that support him, but they don't know any better, right? Mm -hmm. Do I think that's a good reason to ban them no because first off they might join the chl and see the news from outside the russian perspective maybe um Mm -hmm. and besides the point countries do crappy things all the time and we don't go banning them from leagues right and i think that's the point he made right like the iraq the invasion of iraq was completely dishonest and i don't think we need to go over a history lesson into what happened but they they flat out lied about what was going on it clearly wasn't you know i I don't know how to describe it more but like it clearly wasn't uh, and that definitely wasn't the 16 year old kids in the u.s exactly either exactly like four people at the u.s government and if you think the u.s didn't commit as many war crimes as russia's committing right now in the ukraine you're kidding yourself like let's be honest (laughs) right Mm -hmm thousands and thousands and thousands ten, like tens of thousands of civilian casualties so i mean i don't agree that they should have banned them i'm sure there's people out there that i also don't think it has much of an impact it just yeah. impacts these poor kids yeah. more than <laughs> yeah, anything like saying. obviously putin doesn't care about these bans because it hasn't done anything i mean all it does is piss off the kids that actually want to come to canada and play hockey which are so did the chl actually ban them yeah they prevented them from being drafted yeah ridiculous that's so stupid it's so dumb like i've been saying this since the start since the very first threat of being like oh yeah we should keep should russians because i think dominic hashtag said something really stupid at the beginning yeah he and did. i think we talked about it on the podcast where he said you know they should be kicked out of the league or at least put on pause until this is resolved like that's insane. That you, that is. Yeah, you'd get your shit sued too, like so fast. Yeah, I mean, from just like a moral or like common sense perspective, I watched a TikTok once, and it was like the United States had been part of fifty military occupations across, like, or no, uh, in military involved in military occupations across like fifty different countries in the last fifty years, or yeah. or something like ridiculous. It's asinine that we think and this isn't like a you know we don't have to be shitting on the u.s here no to be canada's involved yeah canada's done that's what i was gonna say next like every country has done all these shitty things that and there's certainly tons of people that deserve to be punished or deserve some bad karma for the crap that they did the 16 year old kids in those countries are not a part of like what the retribution yeah. should be. And then you know? they want the, these kids to like speak out about it, against their president. And especially like, okay, because yeah, they didn't ridiculous. do it for NHL players who are adults. Let's yeah. let's add that in. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 16 year olds, you get banned, but uh, the adults who probably voted for him again, 
don't think we should be banning them either. Not saying we ban Ovechkin all of a sudden. I'm saying what the no. what like where's the logic there? Like why no. is Ovechkin? I mean, we know why Ovechkin's allowed in the league. It's because he's a star, and they're not going to ban all these Russian players because they're stars, right? NHL without Kucherov and Ovechkin and, all, and Malkin and all these guys sucks. Would be a but, worse product, for but sure. it's like they're just like okay, no, the adults aren't culpable, but the fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old kids that have never voted a day in their life, they're fine. Like you guys yeah. go and you guys get banned, but the adults it's... no. Like, and now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. And now we'll get back into the show. Like, and the whole, all the language I see about it is, oh, it's, it's different because Russia is trying to like, thinks Ukraine's theirs and they're trying to occupy it. Like, and all the language, if they ever use the word sovereign nation, Eric, you did, you did political science. So, you know, the sovereign nation is one of the most bullshit terms ever. (laughs) Like the, all these international treaties are created and sure there's fines, but there's no actual like real punishment for breaking a lot of these treaties like yeah, a lot of it yeah. is just fake political geopolitical it's symbolic like, everything's symbolic. Yeah, symbolic you know if you look at like the Pi- paris climate accords all the countries signed on 10 percent of them five percent of them might hit their targets even though they committed yeah. to it right like you can't mm-hmm. these aren't binding agreements and all this stuff like they're just yeah exactly it's, it's all, the most it's like all arbitrary symbolic. it's so arbitrary it and if you look at like what is classified as a sovereign nation it's almost always western colonized countries if anything or just like like european centric or or whatever that term is i forget the term right yeah. right off my head and it's like it's not countries in africa it's not like afghanistan and iraq and iran it's like the typical eurocentric ones that that everyone knows of or ones that were invaded by like spain england mm-hmm. all those ones that are called sovereign nations not the ones with actual political problems and and regimes that are corrupt and anyone that looks at i mean yes there's different levels of corruption and tyrannism and all that stuff authoritarianism which russia is definitely at the top of i just i look at every country and i see every politician as corrupt like that's Mm -hmm. just my initial thought process when i see all this like everyone's speaking for their own self-interest everyone's indoctrinated whether you grew up going to public school homeschooled in the church not in the church everyone has some level of indoctrination to them and the 15 year olds in a censored world in russia are indoctrinated just like kids in the u.s like the u.s florida or texas are indoctrinated into their own ways of thinking just how martin eric and i are indoctrinated i don't like it's so dumb yeah and then there's like if you look at the tweets quote tweets and everything there's clearly like one side or the other there's very few people in the middle of this and i think that that's a good reason for nobody being in the middle of it which is like this is very much like a all or nothing situation like ban or not ban yeah and i think anyone reasonable should be on not ban (laughs) like i i just can't see i can't understand the the argument for doing it like i just can't Dude, get it that just get imagine that. the outcry imagine the claims that would be made if because the israeli and Pal- israel palestine conflict we were just like you know what israelis aren't allowed into, into yeah. america anymore yeah exactly. that would be the most like anti-semitic thing they'd just be throwing around that term all the time right oh it's yeah like, oh yeah for sure. I, I get that it's not for equal, sure. I but mean, I mean, like we, we, more attention has been 
No, yeah. no, Luke, you're a hundred percent. That's a really good comparison there. That's an amazing comparison. Imagine if the CHL was like, you know, during, during the war, uh, not a war, but the, the con- uh, kind of war conflicts between Palestine and Israel, you know, Israel's definitely committed war crimes. A hundred percent. Like what? It, and it's not anti-Semitic to say it because it's, it's true. <laughs> okay. You could still support Israel and still admit that they've done some shit that probably yeah. isn't okay. You and can also not support still, Israel and not be anti-Semitic. Yeah, I don't that know too. How, I don't know that if people too. can connect those dots, that, but that, that is very sure. true. But if <laughs> you're so right, if if we if the CHL banned <laughs> Israelis because of that, it, it would be a complete shit show. Like every single writer would be saying they're anti-Semitic and all this, and they, you know, I, I'm not sure if you could say they are being anti-Semitic, but it kind of, <laughs> I can almost see. <laughs> You making the it, argument? It would, the language it, would shift. There would be a yeah, huge it, language shift because there's a lot. There's a lot. It of would be hard to criticize Israelis them. in politics and yeah. law. And it would be hard to criticize the people saying it, it's anti-Semitic it to ban Israel too, because you're like, there's no reason to be banning these 16 year old kids. Yeah, from, and I would be like, I'm not. I'm against yeah. banning Israelis, even though I am supportive of Palestine. I am not gonna be yeah. like yeah let's, let's yeah. ban israelis let's ban the from entering the country yeah like that's that's stupid I, or like, israelis in general but also the 15 year old kids that have nothing to do with it in the first yeah. place i'm like bro let's get oh come on let's get realistic so anyways uh, 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 it's so ridiculous like what reading some of these comments like so this guy's like you really think that russia's genocide of ukrainians and systematic rape of women is comparable to the war in iraq like, yes and this guy's like not even close to the same thing ken <laughs> One hundred percent. Way more That's people just... have died in Afghanistan than Ukraine. And and this is this one guy's re- um, responses is basically for one, the U.S. wasn't trying to steal an entire country while threatening others. Not part of NATO that they are next. Seems like a pretty big difference. But feel free to tell me how it's the same. <laughs> one guy commented, "I bet Ken still wears a mask in public." <laughs> what a what a diss, bro. What, Good what one. A diss. Sick diss. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we can move just, on from I, this. It, it's just, I hate giving any time of day to that conversation. Cause I think anyone that supports it is instantly an idiot. Like I, there's yeah. very few opinions where I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to hear you. I won't, I won't hear you out. That is one where I'm like, yeah, you're instant. You're out. instantly just, it, I can't even think of the justification. argument. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Ju- like I can sometimes see justification for other things. Not more than sometimes, but like that, I'm just like, it just, yeah, there's there's way worse things that I can see more justification for. This next topic this, I can see justification for, which is right. the <laughs> um, three three two one. Yeah, three two one. So obviously, um, I I think hockey is literally just the same arguments year after year, just slightly different with slightly different players. Like it's all the exact same arguments. Like I think you could we could record like twenty episodes and cover each argument, and then just change the player names in it and it would it would and team names and it would be the same things basically. And so this yeah. argument is about again Florida has I think 13 overtime wins, maybe 14, uh, maybe their 14th the other day, 13 or 14. And that means they haven't been winning in regulation, that means they've been dominating 3 on 3. I don't know if I mean that is definitely because they have a really good group of Players for three on three, specifically Barkov, Huberto, Duclair is really great. Um, Sam Bennett's been pretty good. Uh, there's a whole bunch of guys. Um, but 
it, we're back to the whole argument of should you should a regulation be, win be valued more than an overtime win? Should you get the same amount of points for an overtime win as you do a regulation win? Loser point, all this kinds of stuff. Should the overtime loser still get a point to begin with? All the, and this whole argument's being popped up again. What do you guys think? How should the point system work? Martin, you go. You've Martin, you go much. first. <clears throat> um, I don't know, man. I think you. I don't really care. Like to be honest, <laughs> I think it works the way it does. Um, I think the bigger bigger problems playoff formatting, but that's neither here nor there. Like Florida still has the biggest goal differential of any team in the league. Um by like 10 goals so they're scoring a lot they're winning games because they're better than most teams so i don't think this but so but do you think like do you think that an overtime win regardless if you want to change the whole point system or not do you think an overtime win should be as valuable as a regulation win do you win and then the game? I want your answer, and then I won't give you the counterpoint. Do you, do you win the game? You win the game, sure. Yeah. You're winning in overtime versus regulation. So what? If you win by one point, uh, one goal in regulation, you won the game. Okay. Do you think the loser of overtime should get a point? I think shootout. Maybe if you go to a shootout, you get two points. And you, get, you bring it up to three for uh win in regulation and overtime but shootout is just a crapshoot and so that's again, an interesting the, point because we do have yeah. we still have rows right and like rows are are typically the regulation overtime wins which are tiebreakers so mm-hmm. i mean clearly they're valued more than a shootout win is shootout wins are complete crapshoots like yeah there's no I mean, I would say three on three hockey. But do you think the loser should still get a point for both regulate or for either for both regulation or overtime loss and uh, shootout loss? Well, if, I you, think if, if you did my shootout loss, shootout loss way, then yes, mm. the team should get a point, and then the other team would get one less point than a real win. Um, mm-hmm. But if you did. It the other way, if you're in overtime, they shouldn't get a point because it's you lost by a goal. <laughs> you still lost. Interesting. Luke, what do you think? I think um, for a shootout, I feel so bad for the goalie that I think the goalie should <laughs> get a point regardless. <laughs> Quite honestly, I feel so bad for the goalies that I'm just like, honestly, here's a point for your team. I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I would like a 3-2-1 model. Just because I don't want a 3-2-1 model for any other reason. I don't think an overtime loss or win should count as less. I want better hockey during regulation. I agree. That, that's, that was my own, That's like my the sole point. reason. That was my only point. Yeah. Like that's what I would rather have. I'd rather see two teams fighting for that extra point in the last three minutes, knowing that it's worth something. And like, especially, especially in the game like Dallas versus Vegas last night, right? Like I think – that would be way more interesting. Yeah, or it's, it's way more versus, interesting than a shootout that lasted yeah. what fourteen rounds or something. Something. Yeah, stupid. it was. It was those. That was two teams already fighting for a, a very close playoff spot. Imagine how insane that would have been if, like, the winner got three points and the loser got 
two or whatever. I mean, I guess it's still one. No, it would be three and zero. Yeah. yeah. So like that would be literally the difference between what the what they the points were in yeah. regulate or in in the regular season, right? So, I, I think that would be like the perfect example of of when you see it. Should do I think overtime wins? As I I agree with Martin, they're both wins. But in order to make the end of regulation worthwhile, you need to punish an overtime win. That's it. Like that's what it comes down to. I think for me, I agree and. Like Luke said, regulation needs to be more interesting, especially towards the end of tied games. The end of tied games are some of the most boring hockey to watch throughout the game, and you can prove that by, you know, again, the stats. Offense drops by like 30 to 40, 30 to 50 percent the last 10 minutes of a tied game. Mm-hmm. So I that means both more teams like... are coasting. Both teams are just coasting. Yeah. Right. Whereas I, if you, I really said you think... get an extra point, there's going to be some teams that are like, okay, like we gotta we gotta score a goal here, right? I, I like I think it would like would you see more Patrick Waugh type ten minute pull the goalie type stuff? Would you see okay, you know we're on a power play with a minute left, and do we pull our goalie in a tied game or like what what would you kind of see? I I would be like interested. Teams that need that three points. Yeah, especially towards the end of the season, I think that's when you start seeing tied games pull goalies. Not yeah. the be- you wouldn't see it at the beginning of the middle of the no. year. You'd see it towards the end with the teams that really need to get that three points for yeah. sure. I I think there would be some. At- I what but coach teams would, would have the optimize balls to do that? for winning know, in the Cooper. Yeah, I think Cooper is one of the coaches that would have the the, the balls to do that type of move. <clears throat> but but teams would for sure, regardless, optimize for the three points. Right, like that would ha- like regardless of pulling goalies, that probably won't happen, especially beginning middle of the year. But what will happen is teams pushing because three points is very different than two points over the course of twenty. Like if Flor- if Florida those ten games that they won in overtime or thirteen games they won in overtime were two points instead of three, yeah, that's a that's whole, thirteen that, points. That's thirteen points they're losing over the course of the season, right? That puts that moves them from first to what like. Six, probably still first, but maybe, the, but it would be, conference? it would probably still be first, but the Leafs could have pushed for first over the course of the last three weeks or something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. But the, there's also the difference of the teams that did win those games. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Cause I mean, it, like I think Florida has been in one in overtime the most, but other teams would still have, four or five overtime, overtime yeah. wins. Yeah. Right. You're right. And then uh, Florida still like eight points up on Toronto. So the difference would be like zero points to maybe two, but still that's one win in, in yeah. a three point system. Exactly. Exactly. And by so, the way, yeah. this, this is the first time all playoff teams in the Eastern conference all had a hundred points. Ever. This first is time insane. in yeah. NHL history. That's, insane. Mm-hmm. that's an insane year. <laughs> It's a Every very tough single I mean, Eastern Conference team. Yeah, all had a hundred points, and then you the, the top West. eight teams are a hundred to one hundred twenty, and then literally ninth place is eighteen points behind ninth or eighth yeah. place. And that, that's so, like the is that the Islanders? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's it's brutal. The only interesting thing has been like playing for second or third in the division, or the Dallas Vegas. Battle. shenanigans that have been going yeah. on. Yeah. 
that's kind of basically man DeBoer. We could talk about Vegas because Vegas and DeBoer have been interesting. De- DeBoer saying Leonard's like on the bench. He's he's not going for season-ending surgery, despite every report being well, that this guy's like, going for season-ending surgery. I yeah. feel like it's one of those things where Vegas will feel like they have to do a change, and it's probably DeBoer will be the fall guy, so he'll probably yeah. get canned. And he's like, "Fuck this! Like this sucks." Because I've had to deal with shitty injuries all year, and I'm going to get canned. Yeah, he doesn't deserve <laughs> and, to lose his job. I don't no. think. Like he might like. They're not going to trade a whole bunch of players, I don't think. I don't know. Vegas might be the team that would trade for Marc Andre Fleury or something like that. <laughs> or, or no, sorry, Bring not Marc Andre Fleury. Bring not Marc Andre. I meant Carey that Price. That would be incredible. They could trade for Price. I could see that. I, that would be Vegas is always that team that's willing to to pull a move. So, I mean, they have nothing, no assets. I don't think, but. It, it's it's interesting nonetheless. I don't know. I think Vegas is. I don't. I don't really get everyone celebrating their demise. I mean, yeah, it's it's because everyone it's, has. It, it's only the haters. fans. It's only the fans yeah. of teams that have lost to them in the playoffs, or teams that suck and haven't had any success. Yeah. The, the, oh, I, mean, I think fans. a lot of people. I the, think a lot this, of people are just jealous. The, the, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of hate teams, from the Leafs. Yeah, Leafs the success fans. exactly, but we haven't been they, you know at least haven't been successful. <laughs> successful, you won't see any Tampa fans cheering about Vegas because no. Tampa has been successful. Doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, it's going to be a primarily the Western Leafs, conference. Yeah, but the, the Leafs haven't been successful. Vegas has. Playoffs, they've been yeah. they've been in the playoffs more, or they've won more rounds. In f- yeah. in four or five years than the Leafs in the last thirty or whatever twenty <laughs> yeah. something years. So yeah, obviously, Leafs fans are going to be upset. Right, but Penguins fans probably don't give a shit. Right, they won their cups. Chicago fans, maybe they gave a yeah. shit because they're in the same conference. I don't know, but it's yes. the the only fans that care are the teams that haven't had any success at all, and uh, like Columbus, man, Columbus fans probably just hate them because wh- who does Columbus have fans? I mean, that's a good, a good point. <laughs> But if they do have fans, they're probably like, what the fuck? We haven't had any success at all. The entire extent of our team, franchise yeah. Yeah. and their mm-hmm. expansion team too, right? And then I'm sure Seattle fans are going to hate Vegas because they're like, oh, okay. We got an expansion team and we're like third last or whatever in the league. Um, I would hate whoever did their expansion draft. That was yeah. shit. Was yeah, I mean, yeah, that you, shit. Every, everyone directs their anger towards the wrong thing. They're directing their anger towards Vegas when they should be directing it towards their own players and management and coaches and everything else. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous that everyone was cheering for Vegas to lose. I'm like, I think the playoffs are better with Vegas in it, but the playoffs. I'm sorry. Are better I, I'm with sorry. Vegas I don't want to see it. it. I want to see a team with negative goal differential in the playoffs. I like, yeah. I don't. That doesn't make for good hockey. The Dallas is a negative nine goal differential. Yeah, get the good thing about Dallas is they got Rupe Hints and Jason Robertson. Yeah, like they're gonna face Colorado or yeah, they're gonna face Colorado or potentially Calgary, I guess. And they're gonna they're gonna be swept. Like I'm sorry, Dallas is yeah, they're not not competing for do well. No, I don't big. think they're going to go on a Cinderella run at all. I mean, they could always go on a Cinderella run. It happens. They're not going to. Who's their goalie? Well. Is it Brayden Hopey still? Uh, Is it injured? He... Has been playing the most? I, I'm no. not sure, honestly. Yeah, I can be honest and say I've watched, I've seen Dallas play three times this year, probably. 
at most. But two against the Leafs and that's it? <laughs> no, probably like one against the Leafs. Uh, actually, yeah, probably two against the Leafs and then like one other time. Yeah, their 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 main goalie is Ottinger. <laughs> yeah, so I mean... Anyways, moving on from Dallas. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, the the NHLPA player vote. Oh, yeah, Stamkos. Uh, Stamkos hit 100 points, so Ty was very wrong on him. I was the one what saying... What did Ty say? Ty said he was done, yeah. Basically, Ty and was I was saying, and I was saying, Stamkos could still come back, and I, I think I was right in the end because he put up a hundred points. He had eighty points seven games ago. I know. So that's know. <laughs> a nice twenty, a nice clean twenty point run to finish the year in seven. Yeah, he's twenty points Which in his is last bad seven for the Leafs. That's what yeah. I said. <laughs> you don't want you don't want Stamkos heating up. I pointed right that out today in the group you. chat. I said and twenty points. In I am. Seven games. I'm scared. Kucherov has also been dominant, man. Kucherov, Kucherov I think last I Braden looked him up like Point a week ago. Always he was, steps it up in the playoffs. Vasilevsky always steps it up man, in the playoffs. I don't want Tampa. I've never wanted Tampa. I've always wanted want Boston. Boston. Yeah, Boston was Boston without Tukarask and Zdeno Chara. I'm sorry. Like, give me that. Yeah, give, give me that. that for sure. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I don't want Tampa. <laughs> The only thing I'm hoping on is Tampa's legs run out, but they've, I mean, they, it's a shortened season, uh, the first year they won. And then Kucherov's been like, Kucherov's got to be pretty fresh. I mean, he hasn't played the last season and a half. So I don't, I don't really get the whole, they, they've gone deep in the playoffs. Like maybe the legs are going to run out. Like, man, they're Dude, professional that's fucking an... athletes. Like, yeah, but that's, that's this. an extra like 40 games. Over the course of yeah, and then you get like years, two and a half months off. Well, I don't know, not man. off, but like you're partying when you win. <laughs> yeah, they spend a month and a half partying, so really they, they get like twenty. Get like... They got twenty pounds of beer in them. Yeah, but also like the whole bottom six changed didn't over. Win. So yeah, yeah, all those yeah. Guys. True. There's a good quarter to third of the third of the roster that wasn't in that team last time. Yeah. But I mean, Corey Perry they're... went to the same distance as them last year. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true too. I don't know. I'm. I just. I don't want Tampa. I mean, I didn't want Tampa, and especially now that Stamkos and Kucherov are, are heating up. Stamkos like twenty points, points I think. in seven games, man. Dude, that's scary. Imagine that against freaking Mrazek and Jack Campbell for a series. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrifying. Injured, Shouldn't we be gone. doing our playoff predictions considering the playoffs will be a weekend next time this was released? <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're not set. Yeah, but like... Maybe we can do... Um, maybe we can do an episode we on can like do an Monday episode. Night. Yeah, I I'm gonna be in Mexico, and then we just release early next week. I don't <laughs> but know. I I can uh, I can I'll show up for that. I'll show let's up. Let's do Tuesday game. night. I think the playoffs start Monday night. I know they do, but I have no. A let's what's, do Martin. Monday what's a one night difference then? I have a draft Monday night, a playoff draft. Well, Martin, what's the difference between a Tuesday and a Wednesday night? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do At it that the point, Tuesday and release Wednesday it the Wednesday. You think it's a lot of editing for Luke in a 24-hour period. I mean, it doesn't really take me that long, but it's still cutting and chopping and stuff on a Tuesday night that I don't want to do, especially if there's going to be a Leafs game on. I'm not not recording during a Leafs game, bro. That's a good point. You can lick my nuts about that one. Um, Okay, so we talked about that. The NHLPA player vote came out, voting on like, what goalie do you want on your team in a one win in a 
must win game. What player do you want? Do you want to talk about it or not? Nah? Uh, sorry, can you repeat that? It's just the more than 500 NHL players were surveyed on 15 hockey-related questions during the regular season. Players weighed in on a variety of topics, including questions on the most complete player, the players that they dread facing against the most. Oh, sure. Let's, let's hear some of the interesting ones, if you have it open. Okay. So if you need to win one game, who is the goalie you would want to work? Who would you? Who is the goalie you would Price, want on I'm your guessing, team? Is the answer. Martin, what's your guess? Uh... If I had to pick, I would pick Vasilevsky. I would say they're they're saying Vasilevsky by now. Vasilevsky's first at thirty seven point four percent. Carey Price, despite not playing all year, is at thirteen point nine percent. And then Mark Andre Mark Andre Fleury is third with six point seven percent. Wow! So, no Hallibuck at all, eh? The disrespect. Um, fourth is Gibson. Fifth is Markstrom. Sixth is Quick. Somehow Wait, so Hallibuck didn't even make the top five? And seventh, seven is Soros. He didn't make the list, no. Soros is number seven? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was quick at on it's that like, list at all. No, see, that's just proof that NHL players do not watch NHL games. No, they don't understand. Yeah. Quick is from like a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like almost a decade ago. If you ago. need to win one game, who is the one skater you would want on your team? Uh, I'm going to go with McDavid on that. They probably all said McDavid. 42.4% said McDavid. Who's second? Matthews. Uh, Crosby. Crosby second. 17.3%. Third is Hedman. Fourth Hedman? is Barkov. Yeah. Fourth is Barkov. Third is... What? And fifth is McKinnon. There's no Matthews on this list. Oh, okay, good. Sixty goal score Austin Matthews here. Yeah, like you don't need him fuck? to win it. You don't need him to win a game. <laughs> I mean, I think this is yeah, it's ridiculous. Why is Hedman on, on that list? Bro, who knows? Yeah, d- uh, interesting. Especially recently, Total. considering McCarr's been better the last two years. And Adam Fox has been better the last two years, too. Well, and Josie is having an unbelievable defensive year this year. Yeah, Josie's on a 100-point pace, or, or was on a almost a 100-point pace. Yeah, I don't think he'll get there, right? No, I don't Unless think so. Unless he's a sick last two, two games. games. He's at 92 um, or something. He, yeah. Oh, he could do it. Um, <laughs> nice eight Who is the best the stick handler? Uh, Patrick Kane, I'm guessing. It's normally Patrick Kane. Yeah, Patrick Kane first at 57.3%. Wait, wait, so second, second. Who's Martyr. second? No, no. Uh, ooh. Cooch. Johnny Hockey? McDavid, 22.8%. Oh, okay, I, I thought McDavid was the easy guess. I, I wanted Third to is McKinnon at 5.3%. Fourth is Barkov. What? Fifth is Johnny Hockey. Uh, and sixth is Austin Matthews. Matthews made a list. <laughs> I know. Wait, uh, McKinnon and okay, I don't know about that. Who is the best passer? Best pa- is this including defensemen? Yes. Huh. Best passer. I believe so. I mean, I feel like Kane Those will be up there. I feel like mm, Thornton won't be up there anymore. Um, Crosby might be up there. If I'm going defensemen that are up there, I'm going to guess Eric Carlson. Martin, what's your guess? McDavid. First is Leon Dreisaitl. Oh, Second yeah, is yeah, Patrick true. Kane. Yeah. Okay, so Third Kane. is Backstrom. Oh, Backstrom. Yeah, he I haven't sucked all year. Yeah, Backstrom wasn't exactly... 
I mean, he was hurt, but like no. he didn't come back very good. Marner on that list? Nope. Fourth is McDavid, and fifth is Kucherov. I don't know why some of these lists go up to seven with one point two percent, but this one goes to five with. I feel like people are just giving McDavid like every single one of these categories. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he he he's a great passer. Don't get me wrong, but which player still... do you wish you could shoot like? Okay, so Austin Ovechkin's probably first. Oh, Uh, Matthews is probably second, I'm guessing. And then Dreisaitl third. Correct. It's Ovechkin first at 53.1%. Matthews second at 24%. I don't know how that's not closer. Yeah, that should should be closer. If you're talking versatility of shot, Austin Matthews, I think, has Ovechkin trumped. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Lion A third. Pasternak fourth. Lion A third, really, after this last crappy couple. I mean... He still has a blustering shot, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Stamkos fifth and yeah, Kucherov sixth. Stamkos on the list. Yeah, I was going to yeah. – Stamkos There was a point where Stamkos that. was like going to be the best shot in the league. If he didn't get injured so many yeah, times. Yeah, if he didn't he break his leg. Yeah. yeah. Like, Who is the most complete player? Crosby number one, Barkov number two, mm, maybe like a Hedman number three. Uh – who else? You're missing like the number one guy, but I'm missing number one. Well, no, you're not missing number one, but you're missing the most common, most like publicly underrated, underrated all around guy. Bergeron. Bergeron. Yeah. yeah. Bergeron. Crosby at first at 29.5. Barkov second at 20.5. Bergeron third at 19.5. McDavid fourth. McDavid? 9.2%. Okay. And Anze Kopitar at 2.6%. Kopitar's a good one. Hmm. So there's no defenseman on on that that list? list. Okay. I would have thought there'd be like a headman or something on there. But like, yeah. They don't, they wouldn't get on that list. Which NHL arena has the best ice? (laughs) I have no idea. Fucking no idea. The Bell Center. Montreal. Second, Rogers Place, Edmonton. Third, Winnipeg. Yeah, all the finally Winnipeg hits a, hits a list. Yeah, uh, and uh, Las Vegas is fourth. Oh, I think so, players are just too busy getting drunk. They're just like, "Oh, this is great." <laughs> partying, fantastic, <guys>. partying, <laughs> drunk. You're like, okay, you know what? This is a good time. We're having too How much do the Leafs not have good ice? Like, yeah, they probably spend money? more than all of them. It's I think cold. it's. Be- Primarily, I think it's just the interchanging of yeah, the basketball probably. court to a yeah, that's hockey actually rink. a good point. Maybe. Um, probably, I don't probably. think any other no They're other team that has over to do that. in Montreal or in. Uh, but Montreal probably has like concerts, but they yeah, probably Montreal's just cover the ice. Well, they all have concerts. Yeah, yeah. Basketball covers the ice too. Do they? they? Put, yeah, they just put it on top. Pretty sure. Oh. I remember seeing a video a time lapse. I thought video. they like literally yeah. removed the ice. No, no, no. Yeah, no I thought no, they no. removed it. No, they don't remove it. They just put everything up on top. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, I just um, I feel like I remember seeing a video time lapse. Okay, now some off ice stuff. Where is the best NHL road city to spend it on an off day? Vegas, Nashville. Vegas is first at thirty point six. <laughs> New York second. Yeah, New York. Fort Lauderdale third. Yeah. Surprise the tie, probably because of golf. Uh, Los Angeles Beach is golf, fourth, yeah. and then Nashville is fifth. Yeah, yeah, though, all those make sense. It's all the cities that yeah. people want to be in. Mm-hmm. Warm. Which NHL player could make it in another sport? This one's all over the place. You're not going to be able to 
be able no to idea. guess these ones. There's going to be guys yeah. that play baseball. It's like the highest one is first, uh, or the highest one is 4.4%. Uh, Joe Pavelski, golf. Uh, Anders Lee, football. I think he was actually like a quarterback at his university. True. Maybe. Like, or high school. There's probably a couple. Was, like, was, I saw one guy was a baseball a lot of, player. A lot of, a lot of college, hockey yeah. players are, in, are baseball players. Yeah. Zidane Chara, basketball. Greg McKegg, golf. <laughs> Color golf. Most of these guys are golf and football. Just the tallest uh, guy in there, like Chara basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reeves, football, Gustav, there there was exactly that much thought that went into it. Yeah. For sure. Well, he's also athletic as fuck. Yeah. yeah All right. Is. Four more questions here. This one's a, these ones are player personality. Okay. I don't know what this question has to do with personality, but which NHL player has the best hockey hair? Best hockey. Ooh, Carlson's probably there somewhere. Say again. Carlson, no, no Carlson. Cody Orsayan? Eakin is first. I don't even Ew, know. Ew, that's disgusting, man. I don't even know Have what his hair looks like. Eight point nine. I'm, I'm looking at it right, right now, now, man. Eight point nine percent. It's so gross. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> well, that's why wow, William Carlson. Lo- oh no, 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 no! You're yeah. not actually serious. Yeah, man, it's voted first. They, 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 they love that, uh, that cheddar. Wow. Okay. I don't even think you can call that lettuce because he's a ginger. Uh, William Carlson is second. Carl right. Eric Carlson's third. Ah, I did get one. John Merrill's fourth. He's okay. got a nice. Uh, don't mullet. even then, know who John Merrill is. He's on Minnesota, and then Brandon Tanov is fifth. Um, I which NHL Brandon player is, is the best follow on social media? None. <laughs> Sagan? Uh, I don't even know. None. No. Pa- PK, PK Subban is first. PK Subban. With 16.3%. Matthews is second with 11.8%. Brad Marchand is fourth. And Jonathan Huberto is. Brad Marchand should sorry, be up there. Brad Marchand sure. is third. Jonathan Huberto is fourth. Brad Marchand Huberto? should definitely be there. After I've his never little seen Twitter anything from Huberto. Me neither. I've only seen stuff from his agent. Yeah. Never seen <laughs> Robert Walsh, yeah, Alan Walsh, Alan, Alan Walsh. Walsh. Okay. Yeah. Which NHL player is the best role model? Uh, ugh, I don't know. Fucking someone know. obscure guy. Wait, 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 Luke, give us a clue. Give us a clue. The Let's see if we can guess this. Uh, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Crosby. <laughs> Crosby. It's definitely it's Crosby. They're just like good Canadian boy Crosby. No controversy. Yeah. 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 Crosby's first. Uh, Bergeron second. The, the it's like forty three percent for Crosby, then ten percent for Bergeron who seconds. Yes, yeah, so I think Bergeron true. had some stories where he was a dickhead. Uh, Connor McDavid's third. Connor McDavid Connor is, McDavid is going to be the next next good boy. Uh, he's going to be the next Crosby in that sense. You know, Mark Andre Fleury's fourth. Good Canadian boy. And then the last question on this poll, and then we can finish. Is which non NHL athlete? Would you like to trade places for with uh play, trade places with for a day? Oh, there's gonna be. A, I feel like LeBron's probably one of them. Just think of like the most dominant person in yeah. ever, the top five sports. Tom yeah, Brady. LeBron, Tom Brady, probably got like Tiger Woods or something like that. Uh, Tom Brady first, Tiger Woods second, LeBron James third, <laughs> Roger <laughs> Federer fourth. Yeah. Was... Then Cristiano Ronaldo. Fifth. Yeah, I was gonna oh, guess true. Ronaldo. I was gonna guess Ronaldo over Messi too, because Ronaldo's got that. Yeah, Ronaldo's uh, way more publicized. Ronaldo, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ronaldo. Ronaldo's I'm very more. I'm surprised there's something about coaches on here. 
Yeah. Which, which coach do you hate the, the most? <laughs> yeah. Which coach is the biggest dick? Those would be the questions I'd be asking. <laughs> I feel like they've asked that the questions about man. Who's people said people. I'm looking at last year's coach. vote. I'm looking at last year's vote, and 50 percent said Ovechkin had the best shot, and then 30 percent said Austin Matthews had the best shot. But more people than that want Ovechkin, Ovechkin shot, Ovechkin and now, less people than that want Matthews, Matthews shot. having a 60 goal year. Actually, Ovechkin, to be fair, whenever they run ran this poll, maybe Ovechkin was still kind of at the top of the goal scoring charts. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Who possible, knows? Possible, possible, possible. Last year, Matthews was voted as the most fashionable, so he's got that going for him. It is hard to vote against Ovechkin when he had, when he is close to beating. Well, if you look Gretzky's at expected record. goals, Austin Matthews scored eighteen goals above expected, whereas Ovechkin was at like ten or something. So if you just look purely at that shooting aspect, Matthews was quite a bit ahead this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right, well. Actually, they voted last year on regional divisions being carried forward, and most of the league said no. And then they asked, would you like to see a series-style schedule carried forward? And most said yes. A what? That would actually be interesting. A series? So I think it's like, you play three games in a row oh, against the same team. Oh, like baseball. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Ew. I don't like that. Hmm. I think it would be interesting. Less like, travel. Less travel. I think it would be, I don't know. Baseball works because you see them again later in the year because they play so many games, right? Like, yeah, I know. So You'd have to play like two games in Dallas then two games like – like that wouldn't work with Western Conference teams, right? Yeah, because you only play them twice, anyways. Yeah. So. <clears throat> anyways, you could do series that's it for this week, folks. Yeah. Elon Musk just tweeted, "Next, I'm buying Coca Cola to put the cocaine back in." <laughs> he's literally. Man. He's such just such a troll. It's so, so there, funny. There's there's a funny one. I, I don't I don't I don't think it's a real tweet, but it. It got like photoshopped or something, and because Elon Musk went to Queens in Kingston, and the strip club in Kingston has been closed like since before the pandemic, and it's for sale. And he's like, "Next, next, I'm buying <laughs> the plaza in Kingston." Did you just say you think it's photoshopped? <laughs> <laughs> like I've been sent it by multiple people, so I'm like, it's guys. definitely photoshopped. Man. but yeah. that's also gold. But he would know about it, right? Because it existed when he went to Queens. So he would definitely would know. Would he know about it? About it? Would oh, he know about he it? he said he went to Queens for the bitches. Like, that's a real <laughs> comment he made. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he knows Fair. about the strip club. <laughs> this guy is so crazy. Like, I think he's so funny. I don't, I honestly don't. My favorite tweet funny. ever has been everyone being like 44 billion dollars could end homelessness in america and it's like bro what do you think the government does with one trillion three trillion dollars a year why aren't they ending homelessness bro like oh my god it's so funny they, they're spending your money to not end homelessness like they were calling him out because musk like tweeted at that one guy earlier like last year yeah because they said he said six billion dollars will end world hunger and he's mm-hmm. like what's your plan and i don't think the guy ever responded with a yeah plan. i saw conflicting reports about that because someone else like, brought that up like how what like 
six people just throw arbitrary numbers out there without any yeah. plan being like 14 billion dollars and you solve world hunger imagine creating a budget with 14 billion dollars yeah what are you doing are you saying like are you, like when people say 44 billion dollars to end homelessness are you being like let's build a 10 thousand person condo right here and just fill it with homeless people like like what what is what is your pl- yeah how do you no make plan. a budget for 14 billion dollars and on top like, of that if it was just four trillion dollars and if it was just 14 billion dollars to end world hunger the u.s spends 14 billion dollars in like half a day yeah <laughs> like, it's like, sincerely I, <laughs> like that's not people, a big people thinking that the, thing. so like people people thinking yeah. like it's gonna be 15 billion you just toss 15 billion dollars and you saw saw world hunger are fucking idiots like that is like no if you scenario wanna, in which that's true if if people want to talk about 44 billion dollars and elon musk should spend that on ending homelessness that is literally the responsibility of the government yeah <laughs> like so you're gonna put, put on someone Something that's not they're not responsible for, and then completely avoid the accountability of the government and association and agencies that are actually supposed to. Yeah, give them. And by the way, the U.S. has a lot bigger, a much bigger budget than Elon Musk has. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like way bigger. (laughs) If 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 the American budget is three trillion dollars, that's like that's ten times the wealth. Yeah, of the year, that's ten times the wealth of Elon Musk has accrued in his life. That isn't even like liquid asset yeah like it, people just don't have brains i swear like to god elon had to borrow money against to, his shares yeah to and get he had to the bo- money and he had to borrow so much money against his shares that tesla stock went down because they're yes. like yo you can get margin called and have to freaking sell a shit ton of your shares and the value would just crash mm-hmm. like <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know i i i don't I don't love Elon, but I definitely don't hate the guy. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't get why people are like, look, I get why some people don't like him. I don't get why people vehemently hate, hate him. him. Yeah. Like he's he's not doing anything like that bad. Like he's just a troll. He's like he's he's like if a 15 year old got a hundred billion dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah. Except he's actually smart and does good things. Ignoring that side of things. Yeah. Like on people Twitter, are, he's just, just like act... a 15-year-old like, that just got Twitter. And he's like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Like I can say whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> people just act like Twitter will be a breeding ground for alt-right or something. And I'm like, guys, they're going somewhere anyways. Whether it's here or wherever. Like yeah. I get you don't want hate and all that stuff. Also, but if they do allow suck. it to happen, they're going to get banned in like, Europe and shit anyways. Anyone. They're not going to get banned here. But in Europe, they're very tight about that stuff. Yeah. So they, like, like, it, Twitter it, will just get banned if they really turn it into fucking. People just like, want their own safety. Well, it's bubbles, not going to Like it's it's safe spaces are one of the most ridiculous sayings I've ever heard, and I it's still don't really like it to this day. But I mean, come on, people. You, you could get into so many just like examples of idiots and their safety bubbles. Yeah. Well, apparently, like Twitter employees are freaking out, which they probably kind of should be. Because oh, he's yeah. gonna fire like half of them. A whole bunch of them <laughs> within fired. a fucking yeah, a whole bunch of them. Yeah, you know the transactions are gonna go through for like a year. But that would happen in so. any change of ownership. Yeah, it's not just because Elon is a bad exactly. guy. Also, people are probably only scared if you suck as an employee because well, he gets yeah. rid of it's people clear that, that a don't lot of them well. Clearly, suck because Twitter's stock hasn't moved up in ten years. It went public. Yeah. 10 years ago almost and they're flat anyways this is a whole other fucking podcast topic altogether (laughs) anyways that's it next week we'll bring you playoff previews 
either Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. <laughs> <laughs> one of those days. One of those days it will be out. We don't know yet which one it will be, but it definitely won't be on the Instagram because the Instagram is dead. You know what? For playoff predictions, I will make a commitment to post that episode on the story once it comes. comes wow, out. what a commitment. I'm, Wait, I'm like, I thought you were be I've like, posted I'm the last post. three on the story. Oh, have you? I know. I didn't even know but that. if you're not posting every day, those stories don't yeah, really drive much. Yeah, they don't get like. They still get like two thousand views. Like. Yeah, but oh, we used nice. to get like eight thousand views. I know, Eric. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> goodbye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.